0: From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 174 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. Today, I'm talking about the media. I'm talking about its influence over our unconscious processes, the 95% of who we are. Why watching a show, an intense show on Netflix, can increase our stress levels? What is going on unconsciously? What are our brain waves doing when we sit in front of a TV show and subject ourselves and feel numb for that hour? Why do we feel numb for that hour? So I want to dive into that. And also, why advertisements target that brainwave state and how this really overall impacts our mental health in a very negative way. Before I dive in, I want to see what you guys have to say about previous episodes and i want to start off with lloyd he says do you think that because we live in such comfort now with all of these distractions that people are more detached from the shadow i didn't answer your question lloyd absolutely i think people are becoming more detached now than ever before from themselves. Anxiety sufferers are detached from themselves. They are unaware of all of these unconscious patterns that they're running that is facilitating their anxiety. They, they're not in touch with their emotions and they lack an awareness. Absolutely. So in an age where we are more comfortable than ever before in human history, we are becoming more detached than ever before in human history. Absolutely. That's a great question. Thanks, Lloyd. Indigenous Gamer says, it's been a real battle dealing with health anxiety and your podcast being a daily routine of mine has broken up my cycle of Pain. this is a massive breakthrough for me well thank you i'm glad you're finding value in in this content i greatly appreciate that uh roy says i find it difficult to break my consumption of tv and social media especially youtube what is happening that keeps me stuck even though i know it's too much roy This is the podcast for you and I partly constructed this podcast because of your question. Your question reminded me of why I stopped watching and consuming a lot of TV, why I stopped watching the news, why I stopped listening to advertisements on the radio. And let's dive into that. The first question is, how do you know you're addicted? Well, it's only when you stop doing the thing, and you realize you can't stop doing it, it's an addiction. And so the cycle of addiction goes like this. There's pain, then you use an addictive agent like alcohol, food, sex, even work, dependent relationships, in this case, media, YouTube, Netflix, and then There's the temporary anesthesia or the distraction you get. And when you watch TV, you get that because your brain shuts off and you let the content of the TV jump into the driver's seat and run the show. And then the fourth thing is you get the consequence of that. So say you've been doing something for a long time like watching porn right? And you do this long enough, you fail to, to acknowledge and feel the consequence of that because it's become your new normal. TV has become your new normal. Junk food has become your normal. But it's only when you stop that you start to realize how it affects you physically, mentally, and then the fifth thing is the shame and guilt of doing that behavior and leading to, in this leading to more pain and low self-esteem and th- thus repeating the whole cycle of addiction and so Roy to start your journey on this path of recovery you have to set the bar low enough. Yeah, there's people out there that can cut coffee and be fine. They can cut their TV time and go on a YouTube, what's the word? They go on a YouTube cleanse. If you are consuming six hours a day, you might have to set the goal to five hours a day this week. And that's me. I have a difficult time cutting things cold turkey. For me to cut, to recover from my caffeine addiction, I had to start with reducing the amount of cups of coffee in a day down to the point where I'm getting half caffeine, half decaf. And then eventually I weaned it down to just decaf. And that's me. I have to do the small steps to get there. So for you, Roy, I think that you have to set the bar low enough. Something, you have to attain these small goals. So reducing from six hours to five hours this week, and then the next week down to four hours a day, and then keep going until you get down to one hour a day. And then what does your life look like without this TV usage? What will you do instead? Have a vision of this lifestyle. And it's important to have this vision so that you know where you're headed. The future doesn't seem so unknown. Make a plan, write it down. What will you do instead? Will you go to the gym? Will you go for walks? Will you start reading more? Practice more mindfulness exercises, sitting with a cup of tea, looking out the window. What is it? What do you want to do instead? You have to find that out. Maybe you want to take an online course. Figure it out. The objective of big business is to keep us consuming. Big tech wants us on our phones. Netflix wants us to keep scrolling. Do you ever find that you're on Netflix and you've spent 15 minutes, 20 minutes, just scrolling through their content? It reminds me of my earlier days when I used to be addicted to porn. That's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of scrolling to the next video. Maybe this video is going to be better than the next one. It's your reward circuits. It's your dopamine saying, hey, this next video, it could be better. Your dopamine is this craving neurochemical, hence the word craving. These media outlets make us feel like we accomplish something worthwhile when we finish a series on Netflix or we gain those views, we gain those likes. But isn't that our reward circuits? Being fired artificially? because we're not really gaining great benefits from finishing a TV series or watching porn or drinking alcohol or, in my case, smoking weed. I know I'm not against weed, but weed wasn't for me and it caused problems for me and, I wasn't. I was experiencing more consequences out of those substances rather than benefits. I was in their grip. I was in their control, and so advertisements, advertisers, they influence how we feel, and they they tell us how we are supposed to feel because they catch us in a trance-like state when we are on social media, when we are watching TV, when we're driving our car, they, they know that there are certain points in our days that we are in a trance. The morning, a big one, and before bed, another big one. And so I want to read you a page from... Joe Dispenza's book called uh, Becoming Supernatural. He talks about these brainwave states that you need to know. He says, most of the time that we are awake and conscious, you're in a beta range of brainwave frequencies. Beta is measured in low range, medium range, and high range frequencies low range beta is a relaxed state when you don't perceive any threats from the outer world but you are still aware of your body in space and time this is the state you're in when you're reading paying attention to your daughter during a family conversation or listening to a lecture mid-range beta is a slightly more aroused state. Such as when you're in a group of people introducing yourself to everyone for the first time and you have to remember everyone's name. You are more vigilant, but you're not overly stressed or completely out of balance. Think of mid-range beta as good stress. High-range beta is the state you're in when you're jacked up on the hormones of stress. These are the brain waves you display when you exhibit any of the survival emotions, including anger, alarm, agitation, suffering, grief, anxiety, frustration, or even depression. High range beta can be more than three times higher than low range beta and twice as high as mid-range beta. Now, here's the important part. While you may spend most of your waking time in beta frequency, you also dip into alpha frequency brainwaves throughout your day. You display alpha brainwaves when you're relaxed, calm, creative, and even intuitive when you're no longer thinking or analyzing And instead, you're daydreaming or imagining like a trance state. If beta brainwaves indicate when you are placing the majority of your attention on the outer world, alpha brainwaves indicate when you are placing more of your attention on your inner world. Commercials want to catch you in this alpha brain wave state. And so since you're sitting there watching TV, your unconscious mind is consuming this content, this advertisements, even in a movie, product placement is important for advertisers because you're in this alpha-like state your unconscious is picking up the can of Coca-Cola in the background. Your unconscious is picking up the, the car brand in the movie or show. Your unconscious mind is picking up all of these different things. Even under your awareness. Your analytical mind might not be saying, hey, there's a Coca-Cola there. I get what the advertisements are doing. But you... You just see it, and it just passes through the doorway of your mind into your unconscious mind. It's unbelievable. If you disorient people with shock, discomfort, confusion, you open the door to unconscious programming. This is hypnosis. Hypnosis is the disorientation of the conscious mind in which information slips through the guard of your analytical mind and seeps into your unconscious programming where you are more susceptible to its influences. A great example of this is a story my dad told me of his childhood. Later in his life, after he retired, he started to experience more anxiety in his life because now after leaving his job, things from his past, things that were stored in his unconscious mind started to bubble up to the surface and he didn't know how to deal with and grapple with all of this uncertainty and this chaos. And then once he started to recover and now when he was getting into a more stronger place mentally Through this whole recovery process, he told me a story about, hey, Brad, when I was little, I remember my parents watching these doctor's shows. They were highly stressful for me. I was in the other room and I could hear the doctors on these shows stressed out about patients dying and all of these crazy dramatic things you find in a doctor's show. It impacted him. And he says, now that I overcame anxiety, I see that in my past, man, shows like that really impacted me. They really shocked me. They really traumatized me. So imagine a kid, right? As a kid, you remember those moments in your life when you watched a movie and it caused you a strong emotional shock, a jolt. They caused, they were a big imprint on you. And later in your life, you look back and thinking about that moment, they still cause you negative emotion. There's a moment recently when I revisited a movie that was very traumatic in my childhood. There was a scary moment in this horror movie that shocked me. And then watching it later as an adult, the the scene started to come. I knew it was coming. I was actually very nervous. I was reliving the same emotions I felt when I was a kid. But the scene came up, and my perspective over it was completely different. I thought in my mind, this is not scary at all. And I started to laugh about it. And so, this is what anxiety sufferers do when they release baggage. They have to go back to the original traumatic moment in their past and re-experience it but then also look at it from a different perspective and reframe it this is really important for overcoming trauma and i over you know what's funny is that because i went through that same scene that was very traumatic when i was a kid it no longer traumatizes me because i see it now from a different perspective And I find it funny. And and in that case, the emotional severity of it evaporated. The unconscious mind is unbelievably powerful. All the time, I read about the impact of parents fighting and then children developing eating disorders and seizures, very common. The trauma from their home is disrupting. And it's not, yeah, it's disrupting, but it's shocking the child's system to the point where they don't know how to deal with this overload, this humongous weight. It's too much for them. And so like my dad, when he revisited his past as a child and told me, hey Brad, you know, I look at my childhood from a different perspective now that I'm adult. And those shows that I used to watch or that I was subjected to, man, it really impacted my perspective of the world and over my and my health. So, as brain waves slow down, your analytical mind goes on a break. The doors to the building are open, where any stranger on the street can just walk right in and disrupt the garden, disrupt the temple of your mind. Imagine what these stressful shows do to your unconscious programming. After a tiring day of work, you just want to shut off this analytical mind or you say, my brain is fried, and you plop yourself in front of the TV. The chaos of these shows activate your stress response. They tell us how to feel, and we fall into this trance. We let the show take over and ride The wave. We let the show take over and hop into the driver's seat. Then after that drama or that gory experience, we fail to recognize how much that stress lingers after it's over. There should be no TV in the bedroom. For that very reason. Not only does TV suppress melatonin, But it also stimulates you before going into an unconscious state, sleep. The more you expose yourself to violence, blood, drama, this emotionally charged experience, it allows the message to move beyond the analytical mind into the unconscious mind. Do you watch a lot of drama? Well, you tell the unconscious mind, this is what you value. Do you not think you will manifest more drama or stress in your day-to-day because of the suggestibility of this content? Isn't it nothing but beneficial to sacrifice TV time for activities that activate your rest and digest response instead? The experience creates an emotion. Let me say that again. The experience creates an emotion. Isn't this part of the stress cycle? TV puts more stress on you, making you more likely to revisit it, to suppress the stress. Without realizing it's just trapping you into a cycle. And sitting in front of the TV, it's a temporary band-aid. It's a temporary band-aid. The more you understand yourself, whether it's that alone time, or through books, or through podcasts like this one, the less you fall into agendas. Of, of media and advertisers. You begin to question rather than believe everything you read or hear or see. I stopped listening to advertisements on the radio because when I'm driving, I'm aware that I fall into a relaxed state. I'm aware that whatever I subject myself to, that's, that's going into a deeper process unconsciously. By turning off the radio when the advertisements come on, I'm telling my unconscious mind, I don't value this. I don't want to buy into it. it just, it's just, it's noise. It's noise pollution. Advertisements to me are noise pollution. I just don't want to hear it. Life is better when it's silent, rather than listening to the news, listening to that car commercial. And when I was going through my recovery, the more I was reducing newspapers, news, my stress response started to lower. And I found that fascinating. And then I was replacing these stimulating experiences with podcasts with books with time in nature just time with myself to find out how influential these media outlets are break outside the cycle and see what life is like without them that's the only way you're going to find out feeling is understanding when you finish a tv series don't you forget about it after a week you just forget about it how so how valuable is this thing this is what i discovered was i would finish a series you know somebody told me to watch or it was the latest Best thing on Netflix. I watch it and then I just forget about it a week later because it gets drowned out with all the other content. So, really, how much value is this thing in your life? How valuable is this really? And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Leave your comments below. Has this episode helped you? What do you think about media, advertisements, Netflix, being consumed by all this infinite content? And lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The anxiety project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.